Wrestling fans, freestyle season is just around the corner. And if you want to wear the same singlet that Kyle Dake, Yanni D, and Vito wore at the 2021 Olympic Team Trials, you can do that now by going to SpartanCombat.com and shopping their extensive list of freestyle singlets, and specifically the U.S. Trials Limited Edition Singlet Combo. Check it out now on SpartanCombat.com. My coach, uh, my coach Rich Nitz, he motivated me. He knew how to motivate me. He, and he told me that he called down to uh, Oklahoma, and they told him, he told him about me, and he told him that there was 100-some kids better than Melvin Douglas. We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change. Wrestling gave us that ability. I would say nothing in life has impacted me more than the things wrestling has taught me in terms of self-reflection, resilience. Toughness. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Adversity, 100%. How to pick myself up and be a man after I failed. And everything that has shaped my life and where I'm at today would not be there without the values and basically the, the lessons I've learned through the sport of wrestling. For me, wrestling saved my life because it, it allowed me to focus and channel my energy. We're fortunate if you wrestled because if you wrestled, natural talent helps, but it's, it's 5% of the ingredient. It pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort. It humbled me, taught me humility. Nothing can hit, humble you more than wrestling. I think it's the learning to adapt, right? You learn, you learn how to adapt, you learn how to solve problems. You know, if I look back at my time, I spent wrestling. If it gave me one thing more than anything else, it's mental toughness. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Wrestling Changed My Life. This is your host, Ryan Warner. Monday, February 7th. We're in the thick of the college season, but today... We have a freestyle legend coming on the show, Melvin Douglas. Melvin was a two-time Olympian, a six-time world team member, a 1993 world champion, a 1989 world silver, and a two-time world bronze medalist. He also won two NCAA titles for OU in the 80s. A real legend, an innovator, someone who just dominated, walked out there with total confidence in a conversation I really enjoyed having. So hope you enjoy it. Before we get to the interview, fan of the week goes to our friend Billy Ring, a father, a husband, a listener of this podcast. He loves Gable the Goat in the Smith series. Billy, thank you so much for tuning in. Greatly appreciate the support. As mentioned, folks, this episode is brought to you by Spartan Combat. Shop freestyle singlets at SpartanCombat.com. Now let's get to the episode with the pride of Topeka, Kansas, Melvin Douglas. Awesome. Melvin Douglas, thanks for coming to the podcast. We're going to talk a little uh, old school with your career back in the Topeka days. You know, we'll talk OU, we'll talk obviously all the world championships, but I just wanted to start with the Tbilisi tournament. Uh-oh. You won it and uh, just wasn't sure if that was your first time going or what the story was on, on that title. Uh, no, that, that definitely wasn't my first time going. <laughs> no. Uh, I think that was my uh, my third time going, you know, because usually it takes me three times before I win something, you know. <laughs> the third time I'm all, I'm gonna get it, uh, but you know I I know that I was the thirteenth one to do it, thirteenth <laughs> one only and the last American to do it. Uh, well, Dave Schultz did it twice, so <laughs> right. right. So know. back then though, were they still splitting up the pools where the one pool was only Soviets and then the other pool was everybody else and in the in the finals you would face the winner of that Soviet pool? Uh, yes, it was. Uh, they still mixed it up. Uh, wow. And yeah, I, I had to go through a lot of really, well, I, had to, I, go, I had to go through all the Soviets. That's what I did because, you know, it, it was a tough tournament. It's one of the toughest tournaments that that I ever was in. <laughs> so, yes, and it was an honor to win it, too. When you yes. go to something like that, how long are you over there ahead of time for? Uh, they took us over there about a week, a week before, you know, to get over there, to, uh, to get acclimated, um, you know, to get used to our cutting situation. Um, you know, we were over there about a week, you know, just, you know, just to hang out. You and know, that's when I you were, I bet, I was going to say, like, uh, you know, it's up in Siberia, and 
Mm-hmm. You know, just getting there, I'm sure, is a journey in itself. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just a that was just a part of it. That was the experience. You know, I, I didn't have to join the military to see the world. So <laughs> that was a good thing about it. You know, it was something that I would say probably 99% of Americans will never uh, uh, ever experience, you know. So it was something. I bet. And uh, and that's when you were down at 180? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, that, that killed me. But yeah. <laughs> you have some crazy cutting stories just from all the, you know, just looking through your career, all the different ones. And then in 2000, you went up to, a, you know, to 215 or 214, I think. But yeah, that's a... Uh, yeah, you know, I, I was like, man, 180. That's crazy. Because you made oh. the Olympics the one weight up from that, right? Well, yeah, I made it at at uh, 198, 193. Well, 93, yes, 93 kilos. Yeah, uh, that's when I made that at. But 198, uh, that was, I mean, 180. That was a big cut for me. I was probably one of the biggest 80 pounders out there, um, but it, it didn't work out for me. <laughs> <laughs> how many? If we're if we're two two three days before, how many were over? We're talking in the, the 10 category. Two or three days? Yeah. I, yeah. Well, about three days. I'm probably about 12. I, I, I usually, I would cut from 10. You know, I, I, I cut from 10 and I would just go and drop it off. I mean, I had it down to where I can get off 10 pounds probably an hour, hour and a half, you know, so. Was that know, common when, back then? Yeah, it was common. Back then, back then you, you knew how to cut weight, you know, I mean, you prepared yourself. I prepared my body. I prepared my body to be able to take off, you know, uh, eight to 10 pounds, you know, at that time, you know, so. And like a single go where you just, you plastic up and you go and you're, by the time you're done, 10 off. Oh, you had to, well, because back then we had to weigh in, even at nationals, we had to weigh in every day. It wasn't one way in and then wrestle three days. It was flat weight every every night. Oh so, my gosh! So you wrestle what five, maybe nine pounds over your weight, and then at night, right after you get done wrestling that final match, you had to go cut weight. <laughs> so yeah, it was hard. It was, that's you know. a that's just a whole another layer on top of all of it. You know, it's like already a cutthroat tournament as it could be. Yes, yeah. Well, they made it even harder on you. You know, if you cut that weight so you know nowadays you know i loved it when i moved up trust me when i moved up to the next weight i trust me i was happy <laughs> <laughs> i was a fat 90 uh, 93 pounder so yeah and you must have been feeling real good at that in 2000 then well yeah it was it was actually 198 so i was feeling real good you know i mean i mean i had to put put on weight to, to move up to that weight so you know i had a good uh two three years of of you know, <laughs> not having to put a plastics on. <laughs> and, you know, it all started for you back in Topeka, Kansas. Your brothers were state champions, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had my older brother, Larry. Um, he won state um, his senior year. Uh, and then my younger brother, uh, Terry, he won it his uh, senior year. You know, me, I, I got it all three. So. <laughs> 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 and uh, I love the story of how your high school coach told you that Stan Abel had reportedly said there was a hundred guys better than you. And it turns out it maybe wasn't even true. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. That, like you didn't even find out till later in life, right? Like 40 years I, later. I, I didn't find out. Yes. till, till 40 years later. I mean, <laughs> on that so night, what's the original story. Well, the, uh, the original story was, you know, when I was, um, you know, uh, wrestling in high school, you know, um, going to junior nationals, um, I was wondering why you know, nobody was really recruiting me. I was ready to go to Omaha, Nebraska. You know, I was gone. I was getting mad because nobody was recruiting. You know, I was a three-time state champion. Come on. And um, my coach, uh, my coach, Rich Mitch, you know, he was a great coach, great coach, bless him. He was great. Um, he motivated me. He knew how to motivate me. And he told me that that he called down to uh, Oklahoma and they told him, he told him about me and he told him that there was a hundred some kids better than Melvin Douglas. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he pissed me off. That pissed me off. And you said, what? A hundred kids better than me. Oh, okay. And, and, and from that point on, I ran, cause I had no one to wrestle with. I had no one to wrestle with. Cause you know, we're in Kansas, Topeka, Kansas just wasn't like that 
Um, so all I did is ran. I ran every day. I think I probably ran 12 miles, probably even further than that. I ran it every day, every day. (laughs) (laughs) Until we, uh, end up having to go wrestle, um, train up at Nebraska, you know, I was interested in going there. Um, but he told me he had no more scholarships from me. Oh, that pissed me off even more, you know, because he didn't want to recruit me. Okay. So I trained I hard. I wrestled hard. I, I trained hard. And I went to junior nationals. I had two things. I had two things. I had a double leg and I had a headlock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was either I double legged you or you pulled me up into my headlock, you know, to, to where I went through the, the national tournament. And I end up uh, either 10 pointing you or I pinned you until I got to the finals. Um, and just to be cautious, I didn't want to make any mistakes. I beat the guy 6-0. Okay. And okay, so I got my championships. You know, I'm like, so where are those hundred boys at? And at that time, I'm up in the stands with my mom, you know, celebrating all of a sudden Stan Ava walks up, you know, and 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 uh, starts talking to me, you know, because I just pounded the kid he wanted to recruit and starts talking to me. And my mom did not want to give him a minute talk. They didn't. <laughs> it was a cold shoulder, you know, but basically, you know, um, you know, I that's what he used to motivate me. Um, and I guess Stan got smart and called up my coach and um, had him come and talk to me. And he ended up picking me up and took me down to Oklahoma. And, you know, the rest was history. Man. You know, but but anyway, I found out uh, the time that 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 Stan really didn't say that because they denied it. You know, they denied it. But you know, I found out the night that I was getting inducted in the Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> my coach told me that he just made that up. You know, <laughs> but you know, it's what it did to motivate me. That's what it did. That's basically what it did. So, so when he told you that he goes, Oh, Melvin, I got bad news. I talked to Stan and he said, there's a hundred kids better than you. Now, when you hear that news, are you thinking, man, I, he's right. I, you know, I'm, I'm out of my league here. Or you're thinking there's no way there's a hundred kids better than me. Oh, heck no, no. I, I never thought that. No. Cause I mean, it just, it just motivated me, you know, the, uh, it, it's just motivating me. I'm I'm not that type of person. You tell me I can't do something, I'm gonna prove you wrong. You know, I'm gonna prove you wrong. I'm gonna do my hardest to prove you wrong. And I did. You know, it's like it's like my my junior high coach. He 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 motivated me um, by winning junior high by by telling me if I won junior high, steady that I would get a Big Mac, large fry, uh, large Coke. You know, that's what the champion got. You know, um, <laughs> I mean, they did things to motivate you, things like that. Um, and and that right there motivated me. You tell me I can't do something, I'm going to prove you wrong. Um, and the people who knew me, they knew that was a way to motivate me. I love how your mom was cold shouldering, though. Even still, you got the head coach at OU walking up and she wouldn't, oh, she had nothing to do with it. She didn't want to do it. She said, she's like, where's those hundred kids? Where they at? That was my mom. But, you know. <laughs> My mom was a, she was the one that pushed me, you know, they pushed me. My mom and dad pushed me hard, <laughs> you know. So, Were your parents a, into sports? Well, yeah, my dad was a football player. My dad actually brought the first uh, medal to um, to uh, to my high school in wrestling. He took wow. third. You know, he wasn't as good as me. No, just <laughs> But, yeah, it, 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 it was in the family. You know, wrestling was in the family. So, you know, I, I, it was something I did because my brothers did it. I didn't like wrestling. I mean, I didn't like wrestling at all. Wrestling was hard. You got to cut weight. You got to wrestle. People are trying to hurt you. I didn't, I didn't like it. Um, I mean, I really didn't start enjoying wrestling and probably till my junior year in college. You know, it, I just saw it as a means to do to get get what I get where I needed to go. Because I didn't know you wrestled in college when I was in high school. I didn't have. I had no inkling. Until I found out, wait a minute, they gave you scholarships? Okay. You mean they pay you to go to school to wrestle? Didn't know anything about it because I, my parents, well, my ex-wife used to tell me that she told me that I had an unconscious childhood, you know, and that's because my parents allowed me to just play. <laughs> so, you know, so I didn't really worry about life, you know, but 
like I said, when I found out that wrestling was something that you could use to go to school, uh, I used it to go to school, you know? So, anyway. so let alone even like thinking about training full time for like the Olympics, that wasn't even your thought process at that time. Oh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't at all. I, I didn't think anything about the Olympics. I mean, first person I saw wrestle in college was Nate Carl. Nate Carl, when he was wrestling for Iowa State, when he won the championship against Kenny Monday, <laughs> he was the first person I saw wrestle in college. You know, and I'm like, okay, so that's college wrestling. And, and that's what got me started. Into and then you go to, you know, OU during the 80s when they were just murderers row. I mean, they took, you know, OU takes second in the country when you're a junior and a senior. And, uh, I mean, you get there in, in the fall of 81. The great Dave Schultz is there. Um, Mark Schultz is there. Mark Schultz there. Andre Metzger. Uh, shoot. Israel Shepard. I mean, Boo Thomas. Uh, we had some, uh, what's the other one? Uh, third, Roger, Roger, um, Gravel. Oh, he took third three times. <laughs> I mean, yes, I had a lineup and then I came in with a lineup. Um, right. you know, John LaViolette, uh, Johnny Johnson, uh, Shay, Dan Shay. I mean, Oh, we came in with a lineup. So, yeah, we were packed. <laughs> I mean, you think about it now for OU to finish ahead of Okie State two years in a row. You don't see it that much this era. But back in your era, that was commonplace. You guys were going to war with those guys. Oh, Okie State, we used to rule them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days. Oh, Okie who? <laughs> no. Bedlam must have been crazy back oh, then. Bedlam was great. It's, it was one of the greatest matches, greatest uh Matches around. I mean, I enjoyed being in it. I mean, you could not hear anything. You couldn't hear nothing. It was great, especially when you wrestled down at uh, uh, Oklahoma State. You know, and they got that, and they got that cowboy running around, shooting a gun, and pow, pow. You, I mean, it was it was just great. It was and you're great going against game. the great Mike Sheets as a youngster. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Ooh, I just, like, look back Ooh. at those names. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, Mike Sheets. Mike Sheets is the only person that ever turned me, turned me with his legs. I mean, I couldn't take it anymore. He just honestly, I said, oh, and turned. Oh, okay, okay. Just to take the pressure off. (laughs) (laughs) I turned just to take the pressure off. I wasn't going to let him pin me. So I got back over. But, I mean, that man, he could ride. No one, no one had better legs than Mike Sheets. No one. Wow! Oh, I, I heard him, uh, heard him uh, make Mark Schultz yell. Whoa! <laughs> oh, <laughs> he made Mark Schultz yell. So yeah, I know Mike Schultz. He's a great writer. So, oh, anyway. and those are your early years, right? Like your sophomore freshman years. Yes, they were. They were my sophomore freshman years, and you know, so yeah, I started off rough. <laughs> and then they you do. were the the big dog in your junior and senior year. Um, well, yeah, because once I moved up to 77, again, I was cutting a lot of weight. I was actually cutting to 167 when I was sophomore. And I didn't make weight that, that year. In the, uh, you didn't national. make weight like yeah, the first day weight. or like the second day? or The second day, we were, we were going to the semis. We were in the semis, and I didn't make weight. What happened? Everybody, Did you like have like a, like a fast food bender, or you just try, couldn't get down? I just couldn't down. I couldn't wow. get down. I was a tenth of a pound over. So you go to weigh-ins or a night of like the night or the morning of? They were they were that night. They were only at night. I think because of me, they changed the next year. They made it so that they you could if you missed it at night, you had a chance to make it in the morning. <laughs> wow. So you wrestle me. your match, you're doing good, two and oh, feeling good, and you just you can't get down, and then it's over. That's it. No, I wrestled, I think what the first day. Russell real hard. We wrestled to the semis, and I was okay. in the semis. I had Iowa, Iowa in the finals. I mean, in the semis, and I was going to smoke him. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> smoke him. Um, but <laughs> I ended up not making weight, and at that time, because I didn't make weight, everyone that I beat was out of the tournament, and everyone that they beat was out of the tournament. So oh, they had to Yeah, it was it was changed. It was they changed a lot of stuff because of that. <laughs> it didn't happen again. So uh, was yeah. when you said earlier that 
your junior year, you really started to like it. Was it because of that moment you, you missed weight and you rededicated yourself or that come later on? Because I rededicated myself and I moved up to 77s, chain moved up to 90. I mean, and I was feeling a lot better <laughs> about myself. And, and hey, when you don't got to cut a lot of weight, wrestling's a lot funner. Yeah. <laughs> Still had to be a cut, though, for you to get down to 77. Not when I cut from to, to 167. Right. <laughs> no, 177, I was cutting from like 85. That wasn't a big cut for me. That was nothing. Plus, I knew how to cut weight. Mm-hmm. That was easy. Um, yeah, that was easy. It was easy. Um, 177 was easy. I won that easily. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Crazy wrestled the same day of the finals two years in a row. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? I almost didn't. Like I said, I almost didn't because uh, they made me, they uh, considered me ineligible the first part of the year. I had to fight to get my year back. What yeah. happened? Uh, well, somehow somebody tried to say, I ain't going to say, ah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to say that I, I wrestled as a freshman and uh, and I shouldn't be able to wrestle my senior year. That would be five years for me wrestling. Well, you know, so they 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 listened to them and they uh, took my year away from me. So I had to go get lawyers. Oh, well, I mean, I got on the news and radio and, and told them what happened to me and stuff. And and next thing you know, I had one of the biggest law firms in Oklahoma City call me up saying they'll represent me. And um, wow. what they did is they represented me and we took it to the NCAs. And we had to go down there and present our, 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 our I flew down to Louisiana and we had to present, present our facts and everything and went to the board and came back out. <laughs> I had to sit back out and they made the decision, came back unanimous, but they gave me back my year. Holy you know? smokes. Oh yeah, it was great. And that, that that day I had to go back. Well, I went and got a little drunk that night. But Stan told me to come back the next day. I had to come back and I had to make weight because I, had, well, I was wrestling the, the East-West All-Star. Mm-hmm. I just got picked. And I wrestled the number one guy from East-West. I don't know, some guy from Cal Poly. I spanked him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I spanked them real, really good. I was just let, letting everybody know that the champ is back. <laughs> and, you know, it was great. It was great. They come back. Mm-hmm. And man, that's crazy that they, they took it away. And so what it was kind of like treated as a redshirt year, basically. Well, well, they end up trying to say that my freshman year wasn't a redshirt year. And they was trying to say that it was actually a year. For Got me, it. You know, but they had a rule in the they had a rule in the book that stated that if you wrestle less than what uh, 10% of your varsity schedule or had no knowledge that if you quit at a certain time you retain your year well i had no knowledge that the rule was there so i was able to get my year back because of that rule that Got rule it. was no longer there they took that rule out that it's no longer there <laughs> but um but yeah, I was able to get my year back. And like I said, I went to I went to um national with probably uh my record was eleven and oh. Wow. Um by the time I got through nationals, I my record was eighteen and oh. You know, and that was was. And I, I was fresh. Ooh. Asked Mr. Kate. <laughs> <laughs> and so was there a point where you thought I may not get a chance to go my senior year? Like it was that real? Oh, yeah, there was. I mean, yeah, I actually was near. I mean, the first part of the year, I couldn't train. I couldn't do nothing with the guys. I mean, I was was done. I was considered done. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, and like I say, I mean, I thought I was done. And then, like I said, when, um, when that lawyer firm said they would represent me, and, you know, that they gave me some hope. <laughs> and that was Changed it. everything. Oh, it changed everything, you know. Yeah, it changed everything. It, you know, made me a two-timer. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, that's the thing. So the latter part of your career, you really roll through and are dominating. But before that, you know, your freshman and sophomore year, you're battling. And, uh, you know, sophomore year, maybe would have won it as well if you if the weight nah, wasn't there. I, nah, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't think I would have won it my, my, my sophomore year because 
Mike Sheets was in the finals. Got it. Okay, he was oh, still yeah. there. Yeah, Mike Mike Sheets was still there. You know. <laughs> and, but what was the uh, like the 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 climb up for you to get there? Like, what was it like in the OU room? Like practices back then? Was it a lot of live, a lot of drilling? Oh, you know what? It was a lot of just straight up scrapping. I mean, it was it was like get out there and wrestle. And believe me, anywhere I went, it was hard. No matter if I went the way above me, the way down, it, it was hard. No matter what. I mean, there were days that I would get takedown. Uh, if I had to, if I wanted to take down, I had to wrestle a freshman or somebody, somebody in my own class. I mean, it, it was rough. I mean, I would get beat down. <laughs> you <laughs> Just know, physical, then, tough goes, no mercy. I mean, yeah, I mean, you had Mark shows, Dave shows. I mean, it didn't matter where you go. These guys would pick on you. They would double team you and just beat you down and try to break you. I mean, I, I saw them break this one guy one time. Oh, they broke him. Oh, I, I watched Mark. So I forgot his name, but they just picked on him and broke him. <laughs> he oh was storming out the room. Uh, yeah, but, oh, yeah. yeah. It was a rough room. We had a rough room. And, you know, and mean, those was, are old school days, too, where it was oh, like, yeah. you know, fights in the room, all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. It was that part of it. <laughs> get up. Get up. Come on. Let's go. But, you know, it's, it's where you hit the wall. You don't stop. You hit that wall and you bounce off of him. He's going. If you hit the wall, I'm going to take you down. I'm going to pull you off the wall and take you down. You know, we fought. I mean, that was the point right there when I realized, I realized in my head, I just sat in there and clicked, you know what? I'm just as tough as anybody in this room where he wouldn't have recruited me. And, and the moment I triggered in my mind, that's when I started becoming a threat to all those guys in that room. I mean, that was I was right there because I knew I was there for a reason. I mean, that room was tough. I mean, it didn't matter where you went, and, you know, and I was glad I was a part of it. <laughs> oh, yes. I love yeah. how it's just something where, like, when you had that moment of clarity, nothing changed in your skill set. It was just you decided mentally that it was time, and that gets it. And that's what it was. I mean, I knew I had the skills, you know. I mean, it was just I, I'm just as good as you. You know, and I'm going to get it. I'm going to go. And like I say, I, I became a threat to everyone. I became a threat to everyone in that room. I became a threat to everyone in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, because I knew that I had the talent of all these guys here. You know, wow. you know, because I mean, because like I say, I mean, I tell you, the first time I went to college, the first time I got to college and I saw Dave Schultz. Okay. I never knew who Dave Schultz was. But when I first saw Dave Schultz, I looked at him and I said, that's Dave Schultz. Oh, 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 I'm gonna be on varsity as a freshman. Oh, 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 I'm gonna whoop his. Oh, oh, I'm a national champion. I'm the highest high school. I'm, I'm on top of the world, you know. And then Dave Schultz takes me, sees me, and invites me to wrestle. I said, "All right, yeah, let's go wrestle." And I'm just thinking, I'm gonna tear him up. He takes me down to this little room. We go in. We wrestle for about an hour. He did not give me one takedown. He did not let me escape. He beat me, turned me left, right, up, upside down. Anyway, one took me down, just beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I got up and I'm thinking, oh my gosh. And he just shook my head and said, Welcome to college. And and oh, wow, I'd never been beat like that. And that's when I knew I was real. So that's how I was going there to Oklahoma you know man and like those oh. kind of legends to have around too and you know obviously everyone knows and loves dave schultz but mark schultz what a what a physical oh, specimen <laughs> he was a dave schultz with muscles <laughs> that's all that's a scary thought I isn't mean, it oh gosh that man had a back that was like you know mark schultz was the only guy that i worried if he came out of retirement when i was wrestling He's the only one I didn't want to come out of retirement because Mark Schultz was just a monster. He was. Oh, <laughs> he was. Gosh. And everything you read about him is that he was just, you know, as, as fierce as Dave was competitively, but he was like that all the time, like just that wild man. He was. He was quiet. Dave, Mark was quiet. Mark was quiet when, but, oh, God, that boy was just boom. And when he wanted to get you, he got you. I mean, one time I remember wrestling, I had him at the Nationals. I remember wrestling him, and I and I got down. I took him down, and I'm up three points. I'm up by three, and I'm thinking, okay, I got him. Okay, I just got to hold him off. 
there was like maybe about a minute left. And, and I thought I had him. <laughs> and he just sucked me up and took me down and said, boop, boop. <laughs> he said, all right, I'm done playing. I mean, I mean, Josh. Anyway, I, look, I, I look at the guys you wrestled. It's like mm-hmm. Mike Sheets, Kadartsev, Hidari. I mean, uh, Kevin Jackson. I mean, yeah. uh, the Share brothers. It's just like ridiculous the amount of guys you've gone through in your day and age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It was, yeah, it, it, it was fun. I, I had a good time. I mean, I had some good competitors. I had good people to train with. You know, I had good people to wrestle against. Um, you know, it was all, I mean, you know, Mike, uh, Mike Sheets, uh, I don't know if you know, Van Arsdale, mm-hmm. Mike Van Arsdale, he, he's someone I trained with, you know, someone ended up having to wrestle off in the Olympic trials, mm-hmm. but we trained together down here in Arizona. Um, oh, you did? Oh yeah. We, we were training partners. He was from know? Iowa state, right? Yeah. He was from Iowa yeah. state. When we trained for the Olympics, his job was to make it to the finals and mine was, and we did. <laughs> so, and we ended up beating I mean, I'm wrestling each other. I mean, um, you know, uh, in a wrestling Chris Campbell, you know, Chris mm-hmm. Campbell, he, he was around in the crowd. He came back, uh, back in the nineties. He came back out too. Um, you know, he was back around. Oh, so those pictures of him on that, was it 90 or 91 world team when he came back? He's he came just back and, kizzled. He was on the 90. I think it was a 90, 90 world team. Yes. Um, yeah. I yeah. mean, what a, what an animal. Oh yeah. Let me, you know, let me ask you about this guy who it looks like you had a couple matches with in college. He's, he's more of a, he was a hall of famer in Illinois Booker Benfield. Oh, Mr. <laughs> this reminds uh, me so much of like a John Smith wrestling, a Gil Sanchez at the UNO open. You guys battle at the St. Louis open. And then the next day you oh, have yeah. him in a dual meet, right? Oh yeah. 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 Mr. Booker, we used to battle a lot. Oh yeah. We were, we, we didn't know what, and we were good friends too. You know, we we always battle, and you know what? Luckily, I came out on top. <laughs> all the time, but, but hey, we used to battle. We used to battle. I mean, he was one of my toughest matches in, in college. You know, he was. <laughs> so the story goes: what you wrestled him the first time. He's a D two guy, probably not even on your radar. And you wrestle yeah. him in the finals of the St. Louis Open, and he wins, right? And then the next day, you wrestle him in the duel. And like on Monday, you wrestle him in like an all-star meet or something. Exactly. We just, yeah. I mean, I'm like, where the heck he come from? <laughs> he was, but he was long. That's what he was. He was long and he was built upper body. That's all he was. He just was long, hard to yeah. wrestle. <laughs> so, so big scraps whenever, like you just, you guys would go to the wire. Oh yes. And we would, cause you know, I was short and he was tall. <laughs> he was long. I was we, we would go to the wire, you know. So once I found out about him, <laughs> no more. No more. <laughs> no more. He, like I said, he was tough because you can't take him take you can't take him for granted. Right. Because you know, Booker was tough. Booker was tough. You know, he was tough. Well, well, I know SIU's you know power power program in the D two ranks at that time. You know, Tim Wright is uh, was a you know the, one of the first the first four time national champ. You know, was at D two, but you know, obviously back then. The hassle rig rule wasn't in effect, so those guys were coming to D1s. But I can just imagine, you know, OU rolls into town at the St. Louis Open. You guys are the big dogs, you know, one of the top teams in D1, and you wrestle a D2 guy, and, and the next day you guys meet again. I just love those stories. Yeah, you know, we like I said, we didn't expect it. You know, <laughs> we don't expect it. But he would, he would get on the podium at D1s once in a while, right? Yeah, he would. Yeah, because Booker, yeah, Booker was tougher. He was tough. He just happened to be there. It's so like you said, like hassle rig. That man was a six-time national champion. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I mean, that oh, is national champion, and then and then went and played pro football. Right. So crazy. That's just crazy. that that kind of talent is just amazing. That's an athlete. So, so everyone knows that you trained at Arizona State for a long time, and still living in Arizona, I believe. But I, I found an old article that said for a short while you went to Minnesota to train with J. Rob to learn freestyle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, what well, was coming out of OU, um, you know, I, I I wanted to stay in wrestling. You know, I wanted to you know stay in wrestling, and and at that time, uh, Jay Robinson, you know, was the only one really looking for coaches. Um, you know, and actually, you know, that was a move that I actually happy that that I made. Um, one reason is because it kept me in wrestling. 
Um, and I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I learned a lot from 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 actually Jay, because um, Jay's Jay's actually one of he's a great coach. Great Jay's great. I mean, Jay was one of those coaches. He was like this. He was a head coach. Where he was weak, he went and found people that were strong. He you know he had Johnny Johnson. He had. Uh, Ed Giese, uh, me, um, uh, Zaleski, um, all we had one other, other, other one, but uh, all of us and me, we were all there at that same time, coaching that 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 squad, um, and that team went up. I mean, Jay Jay was an excellent head coach. You know, he taught me. He taught me that you don't have to do it all. <laughs> you don't have to do it all if you're the head coach. So. Anyway, I learned from that, but uh, but when I went in '89 uh, and took second in the worlds, you know, um, that's when I just learned how to wrestle freestyle. Uh, went there and ended up taking second in the worlds, and I guess uh, Mr. Bobby Douglas liked what he saw and offered me a job down here in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to think about it. Sixty below windshield, uh, hundred and. Five hundred ten. What do you think? I'm a- oh. <laughs> right, and that was the gold there of the Sun Devils too. I mean, they had just won it in '88, and you know they were right in the yeah. mix. Yes, yes, they were right in the mix and stuff. You know, so I came down into a good program. So, um, so I didn't, I didn't mind that at all. You know, and then, you know, but uh, in Arizona, this is a place where people retire, and you just don't want to leave. You know, and and I just didn't want to leave. <laughs> so well, look again. at some of your mentors, Bobby Douglas, Jay Rob, Stan Abel, the Schultz brothers. I mean, like just in a, that's the great thing about wrestling is you get to meet all these people who are just yeah. so inspirational. Um, so you you went to Minnesota and, you know, Jay Rob is known. He was known as a technician at Iowa, oh, you yes. know, under Gable, but also known as a guy who just put a lot of work on the guys. And he even admits maybe overworked guys early on. Was there a big difference in the workload compared to what you saw at OU or was it about similar? Well, yeah, yeah. There was a, a lot of difference, um, you know, cause they, he let us do it. Um, Jay gave us certain weights. He said, these are your guys. These are your guys get them ready. And then that's what we did. You know, we had three guys, we got them together. We got them ready. We got them ready. We made them tough. You know, we, we wrestled with them, you know, we wrestled with them. We coached them. We taught them. How can you, how can you not be better? You right. know, if, if you're wrestling uh, national champions, if you're wrestling world-class champions, how can you not? I mean, there was a guy in there, Mike, uh, 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 Mike Foy, who was at Minnesota. Oh gosh, that guy was a strapper. Him really? and I used to wrestle from one end of the room to the other. <laughs> <laughs> was Dave Dean there at that time? Dave Dean was there too. Dave Dean was one of the guys that I was in charge of of uh, helping get better. So yes, yeah, so Dave, we scrapped. Dave, was- so you were at the beginning of that Minnesota revival. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just starting then at that time. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, and was what was all those brothers' name? Um, I got their names and so so many of them um that was there marty morgan was a little bit yes, after all the that morgan, all the morgans yes marty and them and there's a whole clan of the morgans <laughs> <laughs> yes and, and they they went through it too and the yeah. morgans, i mean it was tough it was minnesota was was some tough years i tough bet years. i mean those are i mean they had some you know Good teams early on, even in like the early nineties. But then you think about it, it took until oh one for him to win. It just shows how hard it is to break through as a team, you know. And yes, yeah, Jay is just that's what it is. You know, so Jay hard. had the plan. Yes, yeah. it was. Jay had the plan. He had the plan. But you know, nowadays, <laughs> yeah, Penn State, <laughs> Penn State's looking crazy right now. I mean, and I, I also just look love thinking back to the difference in funding for freestyle wrestling now versus during that time like had usaw even started the stipend process then uh yeah they did back then usa usa wrestling did they had they had they had solid they had stipends um then also too you had tournaments tournaments that you could uh go in and get Got some it. money in there too and then uh then actually that was time when they started allowing you to go out and find sponsors for yourself so you can go out and find sponsors too 
So yes, that's when it was just starting to open up. And that was one of the things that uh, kept me in it too long. You know, because hey, shit. who likes I'm winning? Yeah, as long as I'm winning. Right. <laughs> you know what? So, and it was I, kind I was of what, 40... Sunkiss versus Foxcatcher back then? Those are the two big yeah, ones? Yes, Sunkiss versus Foxcatcher. Yes, it was. And every once in a while, another team would sneak in there. Um, but yeah, that, that was, that was like I said, keep wrestling until uh, somebody beats you. <laughs> At least it right. was. I mean, I had a, I had a good run. I think I was, what, 38, 38 of my last Olympics. Yeah, I was the oldest wrestler there. <laughs> really? So, oh, yeah, yeah. Shoot. And, and, and dang it. Took the took the gold medalist to the to uh to overtime. What what year was we that? Lucky that. that was uh, two thousand. Year two thousand. Yeah, I was thirty eight when I went to that one. Well, when you look <laughs> at was, your that was a good when you look at your resume, you know you look at eight time world team member, world champ, you multiple time placer, two time Olympian. Mm-hmm. But then you know as I dig in further, I'm like you could have been a four time Olympian because in eighty eight, you know, battle on ninety two right there um and i was gonna ask you 92 you, know, you had been out of college for a, you know, a little bit at that point was that kind of an inflection point where you considered not going on or do you always know you were going to go on after 92 olympic trials after 92 olympic trials well because i didn't i didn't make it that made me go further that mm-hmm. made me go to 2000 you know because i i had to make the olympic team and i should have made it in in uh 96 i mean uh, not 96 but in 92 but kevin got me <laughs> Kevin got me, uh, and, and Alger got me. You know, Royce Alger. You know what? That's one guy I have to give respect. You know, Royce Alger. That guy right there has beaten all of us. He's beaten Dave Schultz, Kenny Monday, uh, Kevin Jackson. He's beaten all of us. You know, right? You take saving the world, but he just there were just too many of us. Of us, too many of us. But that that weight class, crazy. I mean. I don't crazy. know if that's the same Rob Cole weight class or if that's one down. No, no Rob Cole's down. Rob down Cole's one. Okay. That was so him. Did, one <laughs> did you change weights after 92 then? 92, yep. 92, I went up. Yes, I went up. I couldn't couldn't do it no more. Because <laughs> I mean, then you just fell into your own. You were the guy, you yeah. know, on the world stage, top three, you know, first, you know, pretty much every year until you retired. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once I got up there and I stopped cutting that big weight, then it, it, it stopped. You know, because then I could concentrate on the technique, you know, concentrate on the strategy, you know, the, the mental part of the game, you know, the mental part of the game, you know, which, 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 which to me this year, they, that mental stuff is, they're using it wrong. I have to tell you that. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up because I heard you say that, you know, cliche to, cliche to say about 99% of wrestling is mental, but you really believe that in that. You know, you really thought things through three moves ahead. I mean, talk about like what it means to you, like when you say wrestling's mostly mental. Well, well, it is. Um, you have to really set your opponent up. You have to you know, mentally prepare yourself to go out there and, and, and wrestle as hard as you can against the best guy that, that that's out there. I mean, that guy has equal skills as you. I mean, you know, I knew when I was wrestling at Russian, they were presenting their best guy to me, you know, and he either had the equal skills I had and I had to somehow outthink them. You know, mm-hmm. I had to either mentally keep attacking him or mentally be physically, you know, just keep battling against him. Um, you know, it's just a mental thing. Um, it's a pressure. Like, let me give you an example. Like I tell people all the time, it's easier to become a champion, but it's much harder to stay a champion. And that's what I mean by mentally mean, because once I became the champion, I knew that everyone was watching me. Everyone was filming me. Everyone was watching everything I did. And if I kept doing the same technique, same thing that I was going to get beat eventually, you know, because that person was going to train just to beat me. I'll give you an example. Uh, uh, Let's see, our our Olympic champion, Mr. Burroughs. Mr. Burroughs, he got beat by, who beat him uh, in the trials? Dake. Dake beat him, but then Mr. Burroughs moves up to the next weight, 
and wins the world championship. Did Mr. Dake win the world championships? Because he trained just to beat Mr. Burroughs. Mm. Okay. He didn't go win the Olympics because he trained just to meet Mr. Burroughs. You know, that's why I believe you always got to be changing your style of wrestling because people are watching you. If you don't, they're going to get you. So would you visualize like matches through and spend a lot of time like thinking about matches in different positions? Mm. Now I wouldn't, wouldn't visualize it. You know, I would really just go out there and react to what they gave me because I knew I had so much arsenal, you mm-hmm. know, um, like my defense, I knew exactly what I was going to fight. No matter what you shot, you were going to be fighting me in an outside single. <laughs> I was going to put you in an outside single position to where I'm fighting my outside single. Um, and I feel you can't take me down. It was going to be hard for you to beat me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would have a takedown. You know, I knew I had to take you down. Um, <laughs> you know, the I think were crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, that's one of those things that's, it's to happen. If you scramble with me, you're likely to get, I'm, I'm a duck you. Um, I mean, I got, one time we got the greatest compliment in the world from, um, uh, what the heck was that? Um, he told me that I was hard to scout. Mm. Greg Strobel. Okay. Mr. Greg was the late Greg Strobel. Told me I was hard to scout. You know, and that's because, like I say, I changed my offense all the time. Right. You know, you know so anyway, um, and your approach to trading though was it was unconventional for the time too, in the sense that you know you've said, hey, you know, if my body tells me not to go that much harder, I'm going to take the day off and listen. Versus back then, it was kind of like run your head into the wall, Gable style. But you were ahead of your time in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like to me, at least. Uh, no way. No way. Well, no. I was. I heard you had gone to Cuba basically, and you in '98 you go to Cuba, and you just kind of realize like maybe you're overtraining, or you just needed a break to kind of reset yourself. I did. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I would, uh, yes, I'd go to Cuba just to take a break because Cuba was warm, you know, <laughs> it had good wrestling. I didn't have to travel far. And because I'm one of those guys, I'm not going to give you a free match. I mean, I, I, I actually made it to the finals and forfeited to the guy in the finals because I didn't want to wrestle him. I mean, Royce Alger, I didn't want to wrestle him. That's a free match. I'm not going to give you a free match. When you wrestle me back then, it's going to count for something. Got Any it. of the top guys, I'm not going to give you a free match. And that's just the way you're thinking. <laughs> you know, if you're going to, if we're going to wrestle, it's going to be for something. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Got it. So, I'm just, it's just the way you thought back then. That's it. And man, I just, I forget about, you know, I don't forget about Royce, but being in the, in your weight class and battling as well, because I didn't know um, exactly when you guys were scrapping. But I mean, that just shows you the depth back then. Oh yes, I mean, yes. I mean it, that is it was <laughs> it was it was really deep, right? Like I said, well, I had it up, me, you know, I had it down. We all scrapped. That's what made us. That's what made us good. That's what made us a good Olympic team. We had yeah. teams that would go over, overseas, and we would dominate. I mean, we didn't get – no teams dominated us. I mean, I think if the Olympics, if they gave out uh, team medals, we'd all got gold because right. we yeah. were tough. What do you look at 93-95, Team USA wins the world championships, and oh, yeah. that didn't happen again until 2017. And, you know, it happened, you know, like I said, twice in three years back then, which, you know, just crazy to imagine. And you were really good now, and we can't win one. Mm-hmm. We're close, but – Back then, you guys won, uh, like I said, 93-95. I mean, those are, it just shows you the, the caliber of those guys. Oh, yeah. Stick. It was thick. That just shows you, you know, we, we just, <laughs> we were tougher then. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, you know, you know we're, they're all the same. It's, it's when you look category. at the guys you're probably scrapping with at your weight, you know, Russia, obviously, but Iran produces some great, you know, upper oh, weights. Oh, you talk about Iran. That was one of the greatest trips I ever had. Iran was great. Iran, they only had two sports, uh, wrestling at that time and uh, soccer. It was the only sports they had. And um, if you were a wrestler, you were you were known. And and I got known over in Iran because I wrestled two of their greatest wrestlers, you know. And then one of them I wrestled, like I said, in the World Championship in '93. 
Yeah, when he got me. But yeah, you know, Chardini, woo, <laughs> we used to have some matches. <laughs> Is that the guy who wrestled? Um... Kurt Angle. Kurt, okay. Kurt Angle for 220. I'm thinking of the guy who wrestled Hadartsev in the finals like four years in a row, I feel like. I can't think Kudart, of Kudartsev, yeah, he wrestled. Uh, that's why I wrestled him too. <laughs> he was a uh, like a eight-time world champion, two-time right. Olympian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he lost to an Iranian in 96. I'm trying to think of the guy's name. He lost to um, the Iranian who beat Kenny. Um, not Kenny. Um, Kevin. Um, I wrestled him. <sighs> was this before Hadari's time? This was, yes. Because Hadari and DC scrapped a little bit, and I knew I didn't know if you guys did at the at the end of your career, name. the beginning of Hadari's career. Uh, what was his name? That boy was bad too. He was a four timer. Yeah. Four time world champion. He moves up the heavyweight and won it too. Jadidi, Jadidi, ah, I can't remember his name. I remember all good, all good. Yeah. But I'm glad you brought up the uh, the Iran trip because that's when you know when I look at this interview, that's definitely one of the things I wanted to hear everything about. It's so like that kind of mm-hmm. set the stage for us. What did you guys go over there for? Well, you know, uh, actually, we went over there because they, Iran wanted to have the world championships there. They wanted to have the world championship in 98 there. I think it was 98. And, and a lot of the countries weren't comfortable. Okay, so um, <clears throat> they asked the United States to, to if they would send over, over a team to kind of, you know, to uh, a, basically uh, send over a dummy team. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, you know, our first one, we volunteered, hey, I'm going, I'm going. You know, I was one of the first ones to go because, you know, throughout these tournaments, you know, you get to meet them. You know, you get to meet the wrestlers and stuff, you know, and you kind of want to get to know them and then you kind of want to know what their country's like. So, you know, as soon as they said that they were looking for a team to go, I volunteered to go real quick. Boom. I mean, me, Zeke Jones, Kevin Jackson, Kenny Monday, we all, you know, we all just jumped on it. I found an old video of uh, it's like a Associated Press video where you guys landed at the airport and uh, oh my gosh, I I think it was Larry Shakatano was one of the guys. He was giving an interview, then Zeke, then you, then KJ, and the people flocking you. It's it's like yeah, it's just like a like Michael Jordan (laughs) going through the airport, you know. Basically, that's what that's what it felt like. I mean, and we thought that we were getting. We flew in about one a.m. one thirty in the morning. Okay, we're thinking okay. All right, they're gonna fly us in here. All right, undercover. You know, everybody sleep. We can sneak in, no problem. Shoot, we go walk. We get in there. We go up the escalator, and by the hundred presser, there just boom, and they just just bombard us and just you know interview us this and that and stuff. And you know, we're thinking, okay, then we walk outside, and just there's a just a crowd of people just out there welcoming us there. Wow. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was really fun to get go. I mean, we were, we felt welcome. I and, mean, yeah. And I heard that even like once you get to the hotel, maybe like in the morning, you go out to get a coffee or a tea. You can't even walk around the streets without people noticing you. No, you couldn't. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's crazy though. To even think that. They knew everyone in that city knew that we were there. Everyone. Cause it was on the news. It was on the news. It was, it was regular TV, um, you know, wrestling, everything they did was on TV. I mean, they knew we were there. I mean, I mean there's an example of me because the time it's like they knew they knew of me. I mean, they knew of me because I wrestled their guys. Mm-hmm. And then um, I mean, there would be times when we'll be driving in the in a cab. I remember one time we got in a cab and we stopped at a light and I rolled my window down and some kids were playing soccer and they pointed at me and they said, look. Douglas, 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 Douglas. And they started running over to the cab. Wow. You know, and, and the cab driver had to take off. And because, I mean, it was it was great. And they 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 knew that because of because they were setting me and Jadidi up mm-hmm. throughout throughout the press. Because they would interview me, say something to me, and I'd make a comment after my match, and he would make a comment, and they would just build us up. I mean, they would build us up. They kept building us up. Um, and it, it was a great thing. And um, as a matter of fact, they took his and my match and they moved it to the last match of the night. What? 
Oh, yes. This How loud was that place then? Oh, you couldn't hear. I mean, you could not hear. Oh, gosh. It was like, all right, finally, okay, basically, I'm just going to jump ahead. We both make it to the finals. I'm in the finals. He's in the finals. You know, I'm back there. When they finally, everybody gets to it. They come to our match, you know, and I kind of like, sometimes when they're wrestling, I would walk out there, like Kevin would be wrestling. I'd walk out there just to look and stuff, just to see what it was. And they would start chanting. And start just yelling, yeah, just really just yelling because they saw me and stuff. You know, and I go back in, okay. Wow. Um, I mean, it was such a great thing. And then, then finally they came to our, our match. And then uh, I'd come walking out, come walking out. Finally, they announced me, and they just started chanting my name, blue, 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 blue. I mean, and the whole arena is filled. I mean, it's filled everywhere. Even they were sitting on the steps. I mean. A fire chief would have had a panic. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was, it was great. And you just walk out and they're chatting your name, just chatting your name. Even, even the president was there. Even the Ayatollah was there. Whoa. Their top religious guy was there. Oh, I mean, they got it, the horns. Oh, they got the horns. We're running around and, and then all of a sudden he comes out. He comes out, Jadidi comes out, and it just goes crazy. Ah, just crazy. And I'm out there, and I'm just going, okay, okay. Hmm. All right, yeah, 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 I like this. You know, because it's one of those situations for me, one of those I can't do. Oh, so that just fires me up. And then we get out there, boy, and we start wrestling, boom, boom, boom. And he comes at me, and next thing you know, I throw him. Boom, I throw him to his back out of bounds, boom, come up, and they go, no points. Oh, I, I go, oh, say. it's going to be one of those was kind of a, matches. Was it a home job? <laughs> oh, yes. I said to myself, oh, it's going to be one of those kind of matches. I'm going to have to work for this. <laughs> oh, then, but anyway, we got the battling, you know, and stuff, you know, and I take him down, and, and boom, and they go off, the crowds just go crazy, and then he gets up, and boom, and he takes me down, and then the crowd goes crazy, you know, but then all of a sudden, we're tired and we're battling. They just keep hitting me with, I'm keep attacking him. I'm attacking him. They keep hitting me with stalling. Boom. <laughs> Hit me with stalling. Boom. And put me down. Okay. Okay. I said, huh. Did he get back up? He didn't turn me. Get back again. I'm going after him. I'm going after him. And they keep hitting me with stalling. Boom. Boom. They put me down again. Okay. He didn't turn me. Okay. Now, the whole time, they're chatting Jadidi, Jadidi. Okay. And I'm going at him again hard, and they put me down again. Oh, my God. I did. He didn't turn me again. Okay. By this time, I'm coming down again. By this time, they're chanting, do gliss, do gliss, do gliss, do gliss. <laughs> they're no longer chanting Jadidi. They start chatting my name, and I just keep going at him, going at him. So we go into overtime, and we just keep mixing up, going at him again. And now I keep going again. They put me down again. Okay. <laughs> so... And I'm going, and we're battling. And I find I tell myself, okay, they're not going to let me win this sucker. They're not going to let me win this one. So finally, I'm tired. And they put me down finally again. And I just let them turn me. <laughs> just to end it. But, oh, but that was, it was really one of the great experience. Like I say, because the way they just switched from chanting his name to chanting my name. You know, and that right there told me right then and there that that piece, they were not for the country. They were for the sport. They mm. enjoyed the sport. You know, so important because look at now. Mm -hmm. Like, unfortunately, you know, the bout at the ballpark this week. Uh, you know, Iran's not going to come anymore because of you know political issues. But yeah, it's like that's, that's, you know, it just sucks terrible. because you know, like even back in your your era, like you're talking about, I like think this is like 97, 98, somewhere in there. You guys went over there, and you know, mm -hmm. and, and Burroughs has gone over there and said how welcoming it is. So. I just wish, uh, you know, I hope it, you know, in the future it all gets worked out, but oh, oh, they'll tell you it's not, they'll tell you it's not the people. They'll say it's the government. Yeah. <laughs> they'll tell you that they'll right. love the people. So, and I was going to, you know, I think about that world championships. I think about one of the first times that Kolak got involved in his, his debauchery where they just robbed him of matches. So I was going to ask you if that ever happened to you in any, you know, at any big level, but obviously it happened in that oh. match. Yeah. 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 Oh, big time. It happened in 91. I mean, in 95 here in the United States. Really? Oh, yeah. I was, yeah, I was there when Cole I got robbed. Oh, my God. Yeah, man, that was crap. But anyway. McCoy, woo. too, right? They changed the match. Oh, big time. They did everything. Changed the match, everything. But what can you do? 
<laughs> you could do nothing. So frustrating, I mean, though, right? It was. I, 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 I honestly watched them in 95 World Championships. It was me going to the finals. I actually watched them with Kadarsov. I had my hand raised. They protested, and they gave it to Kadarsov. Oh. Changed it. Everything. Re-wrestle or change behind closed doors? Oh, change behind closed doors. Oh my gosh! So <laughs> so and, just infuriating. It is. And what can you do about it? And you know what? And at times Zeke Jones goes, "Well, you got to get out there and score points so that they can't get you like that." Well, what do you think I'm trying to do, Mr. Jones? And then the next day they screwed him. Oh, <laughs> oh man! Yeah, Ninety-five world championship. <laughs> it's like against mm-hmm. a guy that high level. You're lucky to score one in a match and you know keeping him off. So, like, what what more can you do? You know? Yes. I'm, you think I'm not trying to score? <laughs> right. Right. This is the come on now. But wow. yeah. So, but you know, those are things we deal with. And know? I know you've been in you know two Olympic games, the, the Iran trip, you know, multiple trips overseas. Um, where does having the Olympics in Atlanta at home in '96 rank in terms of experiences for you? <sighs> really. Uh, the 96 Olympics, they were all right. They were all right. They weren't the best, you know, no. um, it was, it was, it was too much. Uh, I don't know. It, it just didn't seem organized as much, but you know, like the, the, uh, 2000 really? great. Oh yeah. I, it didn't for me. It didn't, you right. know, um, you know, but the 2000, they were great. 2000 Olympics were great. Um, I had a good time. Um, I don't know. Maybe I expected more from the United States, put it that way. Interesting. <laughs> and, and in 96, I expected more, you know, for other country we are. I mean, I'm not going to say it was, wasn't bad, but, you know, it could have been better. Even more. Yes. Even more. It, it should have been. Yes. Boom. Yeah. Because so. it was in the same place they had the Worlds in 95. So you would think it would have been dialed in at that point. Exactly. It, it wasn't the trans. What it was, really, really hot, and humid. Really, the weather made it almost unbearable. And then traffic was hard. That's what it was. Traffic was hard. That's what it was. I don't think we were ready for the traffic. It was. It. it was prepared for the traffic. Just sitting in those buses, going back and forth. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. See, you know. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> so i mean but, you know but, so but well i but, just uh i've heard a couple of people say you know having it in the home country different kind of experience and i uh i appreciate the candor though you know you're just i am be honest with you i can speak the language but you know it just i you i expected more mm-hmm. and, and you know and then it, it just anyway let me put 2000, it 2000 though a little bit different 2000 2000 i whole city was ready they were really ready. They were that that whole city was ready, mm-hmm. um, um, from open ceremony to closed. Um, it was open. Uh, if you were an athlete, you had a key to the city. <laughs> so that's what it felt like. And even that so, training camp over there, I think you guys were up at like the Australian Wrestling Federation for a couple weeks ahead of time. Wow. Yeah. We yeah we were over there. We were there for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was a good it was a good experience going over there. And even though I got to have my parents were able to go too, so yes, that's awesome. Good. But as you look back, you know, I know we've been talking for about an hour, so we'll wrap up here. But you know, in terms of incredible career, one of the most accomplished of all time. If you look back now and you look at guys who are trying to make that jump from college wrestling to to the world stage, like what are some common mistakes or or some things that you look back and you know you did that you think helped you make you successful in that sense? that uh, maybe a lot of guys aren't doing now. I mean, just kind of tapping into your coaching a little bit in terms of what you've seen. Um, as far as technique-wise, as far yeah, as... just a, uh, and, and like training and approach too. You know, uh, like <laughs> well, right now we're seeing a lot of specialization in sports with with young kids and, you know, all of that. Well, I mean, at, on a world level, um, you, 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 you got to learn to wrestle... How I say it, like a European style, I call it. You know, um, you don't. They don't deserve. They don't uh, use energy. They don't waste energy. Put it that way. You know, I I learned to wrestle right in front of you. Um, you know, um, like I said, my philosophy. I've learned that 
You got to be able to take somebody down and you got to be able to stop them from taking you down. You know, that's what I've been learning uh, throughout my, my periods. You know, if I just got better on my feet, you know, if I knew the things now, if I knew the things then, what I know now, oh, I'd have been a world champion, Olympic champion, all those things. Um, you know, just get good on your feet. Get good on your feet and and be able to escape from anybody. And you can be, like I said, you can be a world champion, Olympic champion, you know, state champion, city champion. You know, those are things that I've learned that I wish I'd have knew then. And it seems like you were open to change your whole career too, which a lot of, you know, some great athletes, they get there and they're unwilling to change, but you were open to, to changing your style, your approach, you know, as you move through the, through the international race. Well, I knew if I wanted to stay on top, I had to change. You know, I, I couldn't keep shooting the same double. <laughs> couldn't keep shooting the same double. Eventually somebody's going to learn to stop it. You know, so, and I knew if I wanted to stay on top, I had to change, you know, mentally and physically, because, um, you know, it's a, it's a mental pressure, you know, and that pressure comes when you're competing, you know, um, it comes when you're competing. Uh, so that's why I was mentally tough. <laughs> Man, were you ever just going, every time you go out there, you knew that you were just confident, feeling good and, you know, had no doubts in your abilities and I was, it's just fun to go back and watch some of those matches. I probably watched four or five of them just getting ready for this one. So, um, oh, thank you, sir. man, it's been, it's been an honor, Melvin. I just really want to say thank you for coming on the show, man. I had a lot of fun mm-hmm. just talking wrestling, going down memory lane a little bit with you. Oh yeah. You did. You took me down memory lane. You, did, <laughs> you, did, you, did. <laughs> you know, uh, like I said, I, I, I grew up in an era when, you know, we learned a lot, you know, uh, and hopefully we uh, set ways for the other guys, you know, set no ways. Doubt. Okay. I mean, if you look at the team now, like, look at, you know, it's just crazy how, uh, how you know, we're getting to that depth. I feel like you guys had in that early nineties, you know, some really good guys and, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of funding behind it. So it's fun to watch team USA right now. Oh yes, it is. It is. It is. Oh, oh they got me ranked number 30. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> the 30. Oh, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get if him that's in what the, they want to get me, I'll take it. You know, take it and hey, run with it. I'll take it and run with it. That's what they're going to give me. All right. Awesome, All right. Well, man. thank you, boss. Thanks, Melvin. Take care. You too now. Wrestling fans, freestyle season is just around the corner. And if you want to wear the same singlet that Kyle Dake, Yanni D, and Vito wore at the 2021 Olympic Team Trials, you can do that now by going to SpartanCombat.com and shopping their extensive list of freestyle singlets, and specifically the U.S. Trials Limited Edition Singlet Combo. Check it out now on SpartanCombat.com.